Hey, hey, what's good? Yeah, we about to head out that way, so <clears throat> I'll just hang you up, man. We about to uh, have a nice little day ahead of us, so just be ready, man. I got you, I got you, I got you. All right, bet. I'll see you a little bit. I'm on my way now. All right, bet. So yeah, I really just want like, to te- like test this dude because he said he want to get in the game and like his pops is a client. But like sometimes I don't know if it just sounds good and that's why he's like, you know, yeah, I want to be a real estate investor. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to show you what it's like. You know, we're going to be in properties. We're going to be trying to, you know, analyze shit. You know, it's not like glory, really. It's like more like busy work type shit. Yeah. Just got a call from my mom. Tell me what the lawyer was saying about the lawsuit. I thought they had it. They had it done. What's going on, Gina? How you doing? Yeah, I saw you called me yesterday. I'm sorry, I forgot to call you back. I know, I know you are working and you are doing your stuff. And now let me just talk in. Good morning. How's everything going with you? Uh, yeah, everything's going good. You know, we just trying to stay busy, trying to keep moving out here, you know? Good, good for you. Nathan Tosing, uh, is there any chance that you can do the mailing for me in Bluefield? Because I sent a couple of them and nobody else said. <laughs> you said it as far as an agent? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You're, because I want somebody who really knows how to do this. Yeah, yeah. And who really negotiate with the people and know everybody can do it. Yeah, of course. So uh, are, is this for a property you're trying to buy or sell? Yes, the properties I want to buy because now in gotcha. Union County it's just the property are too high. So do you uh, do you feel comfortable uh, making another investment in Bloomfield? Because I know the last deal or two kind of took a while to sell. Yes, yes. But you know what? I I will feel comfortable doing a Bloomfield again. You know what? You know why? Because I cannot blame just the town. It was also the contractors. I know that people yeah, were complaining, yeah. but everybody was complaining. The, the, the buyers they are more strict now. They want more details in the house, and that's understandable because they are paying for it. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was more my contractor fault, so I would like to be back. I'm also you can get good money there, so. Okay, all right. But I want you, I want you, I don't want anybody else because I, you know what you're doing. Okay. And I try to do with somebody else, and they don't negotiate the weight. I mean, Okay. I need somebody with experience. I hear you, Gina. I, I, I hear you, Gina. I'm very flattered. Okay, okay. So I have um, a new way that I can find properties in New Jersey. I have this new... Uh, yeah, I have this new software. It's called jmaoffice.com. And um, I can find, like, all the off-market stuff. I can get the owner's information. I can just reach out directly to them. So what I'll do is um, I'll get on that today. And then... Yeah, um, Wait, I can give you the assignment fee, and then, I mean, you're happy, I'm happy, and everybody happy. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's money, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I know you're a beast, but help me out with this, because, you know, it's difficult to find somebody who really knows this business, and the real story, you know what it is. You're yeah. going to check GS and the MLS, and that's it. And, yep, yep. You know, some, uh, and the MLS is exactly the same thing that everybody can get, so it doesn't make sense. You're right, you're right. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna get on that today and just give me like a day and um, I'll call you in the morning just to go over what I found. Yeah, nobody does it better than you. Stop it. You did like 15 deals since I've been gone. <laughs> so I don't nobody do it better than me. You know, the crazy thing about the, like these wholesale deals is that you never really know when they're gonna close. Hey, how you doing? You never really know if they're gonna close or not. You know, it's like there's so many factors that could going to like whether it actually goes through like seller could change their mind even though you have a contract happens all the time you know the cash buyers the people that are supposed to buy it may not even have any money and they just 
signed your contract, wasting your time. And so, like, it's not actually done until it's actually done. And so, you know, sometimes you'd be like, am I wasting my time? Is this going to be, like, a two-week process of us just doing busy work and taking phone calls and answering emails and sending text messages and nothing's going to (laughs) happen? You know, but... It could be as quickly as seven days, ten days, if everybody's, like, on the same page. Um, it can take four months. I mean, the first one that I did with her, I think that took, like, three months. Just because there was just so much going back and forth. It took a long time to even find her. Because she, she was initially an investor that I wholesaled the property to. So I didn't know her prior to having that deal in the contract. And then just in the ripping and running and trying to find cash buyers, then she came along and... Whoever was handling her at the time wasn't really treating her right as far as the money. It ended up kind of like scamming her out of like 25 or 30 grand. And we didn't know till we got to the closing table. And then um, at the closing table is when is the first time that we saw each other. And uh, we just kind of clicked and she was just like, you know what, you're the only person that I want to work with to help me find properties. You know, because you've been trustworthy and you've been stand up. And um, that was what, four years ago? We've been working together ever since. Yeah. What's going on, King? I can't loan you a dollar, but I can give you what I got in my. I spoke too soon. And all I got is twenties. Hey, I'm sorry, King. You got change for a twenty? I ain't, I ain't got them. Yeah. I ain't got twenty pennies. I feel you. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I thought I had some change on me, but I don't. I had that same inhaler. Yeah. Ventolin, yeah. Yeah. So I got um. This is what I got now. Oh yeah. But I used to use I used to use that though. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was I was using that like all the way growing up. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, I've been on the plan. I'm telling you. Big up that. How old are you? Seventy-two. How long you had asthma? Oh, I I, uh, about about twenty-five. I I called him out about. Uh, uh, I've been had about 25 years. So you got it when you were an adult? Yeah. Wow, it's usually the other way around. Okay. I got it when I was a kid, and as I get older, it kind of phases out. They say as you get older, it's supposed to like go away. No, it yeah. ain't, ain't went away yet. All right, brother, well, I got to go. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Have a great day. Yeah, we good, man. We real good. How you doing? Agent just got the lockbox for us or whatever. I used to... um. He been trying to kind of get down with us for a while, and I used to always harp on him how he don't be on time. And now I'm about to be late. <laughs> he like, yeah, bro. So uh, <laughs> I was talking hell of shit the other day, though. That's yeah. all good. We gonna blame it on traffic, though. How can you help? Somebody, if you ain't have anything to extend. But I mean, there's other ways to extend yourself besides giving somebody a dollar, though. Because I mean, if I look at the biggest experience or help or whatever I got from anybody, it wasn't from somebody like writing me a check or like investing in a deal or something. It was by them like giving me some game on something. And I was able to take that and run with it and create whatever I've been able to create out of it. And it still happened to this day. Like, you know, that's why like a lot of times, a lot, so this is my secret, right? This is how I get investors <laughs> to work with me. Right? I'm telling people this shit. Um, I'll help them the first time that we work together. I'll help them find that deal for free. <laughs> and then if, if they want to flip that deal, I'll help like project manage it and like oversee the rehab or the construction of like everything. I'll get the agents, make sure they list it, basically see that deal from A to Z so they can see like this is how I do it. And I do that first one for free. So now... Yeah, I may have missed out on like maybe a 15 or 20 grand assignment fee, whatever. But then they turn into Gina, who now you're the only person she they ever want to do a deal with forever. So you're going to make that 20, 30 grand 10, 12, 13 times over over the next couple of years. And so a lot of people in real estate, for the most part, or people that are like using the wholesaling strategy, they're always trying to go for the jugular and they can succeed. Like you can make a lot of money that way, but... I don't want to deal with 50 investors. You know, I want to deal with like four people, five people that are doing 10 deals a year and just like just deal with those people, you know? And 
they become friends and stuff. They become like friends and you know, family and like start meeting their husbands and their kids and shit like that. And just be different. Actually, yo, bro. So that was how I actually got cool with Jay. I pulled the same strategy on him. <laughs> pulled the same strategy on him, and like. I met him in 2010, but I didn't link back up with him until, I think, 2013 when I got out of prison. Funny thing, I was in prison watching NBC, and this motherfucker comes on the screen. And he's, like, showing athletes and entertainers and rappers, like, million-dollar houses and shit. And I'm looking at the dude, I'm like, this dude looks familiar, man. He looks really, really familiar. And then I see all the houses and properties he was showing were in New Jersey. I'm like, yo, that's that dude that I met a couple years ago. I'm like... Yeah, he on TV. Like, what the fuck? So when I got out, I kind of, like, hunted him down. Yeah. Found out he had started a school or whatever. And then I uh, went to one of their, like, um, you know, they used to do free, well, maybe still do, free community events. Yeah. And I was just basically trying to be a detective and find out, like, what does yeah. he need, man? Like, what does he yeah. need? So, like, yeah, I found out, okay, he needs basically people that are willing to work for a year or two years to help get traction for this company because it's not making any money year one. Like, nobody's getting paid. So it was kind of like he wanted people that was going to see what it could be in the future and who's going to help build, like, the foundation. And so I'm like, I bet. That's what I could offer. So it was like promotion, marketing, you know, joining the academy myself so that way anything I, I do... It's not like I'm faking and saying, yeah, go to the Jay Morrison Academy, but I've never been in the academy. So, like, actually going through the academy, learning, like, other stuff from them, and then just really kind of, like, just being a volunteer for the cause. And did that for, like, a year and a half, two years, you know? And then uh, a- after that, then it was like, all right, now we got a little buzz where we can actually start making money. Uh, enrollment is picking up. I think we started coaching, like, the following year. To where we started selling coaching for $5,000 and people was buying it. And then we was like, okay, now we getting a cut of all the sales. But it was like, it took like two years to get to that point. But I was able to get there and for him to like trust me because I was putting in work without asking for nothing. Like I never asked him for money, never asked him for help, never asked him to like, you know, shout me out. Yeah. It's just like, yo, just let me, you know, be a part of the story. You know, and I use the same, I use the same strategy on you, Jay. <laughs> and it worked. And now, Vice president of both his companies, we be running both those things. It's been a really, really interesting and fun five years, bro. It's been five years since the school started. You know, so it works in like all areas of life. You know? So I learned that usually, if you want to get something from somebody, or if you want to gain favor with somebody who's not like. Um, a user or a manipulator or whatever, the best way to do that is to give something first. And like give something like it oh like over an extended period of time to where it's obvious that yo this person is very, very helpful when they're around. Like this person is like an asset. And then it takes time for them to realize that. Some people's like, well I did something one time, they ain't see it, they ain't recognize it. And they're like, fuck it, they gonna jump over here. But it's like, nah, you gotta put in that consistency it just always being that go-to, that go-to, that go-to, that go-to, and then, you know, whoever's in the mix, if they're of any integrity, if they're a man or woman of integrity or whatever, they're going to recognize that and be like, yo, what can we do that brings us more on, like, an equal playing field? Uh, no, um, so recently, for the last two years, it's been more of, like, acquisition for the Tulsa Fund, so really just looking at, you know, commercial space and things that make sense for the fund, that's really all I've been doing for the last two years. With this particular person, she just doesn't want to work with anybody but me, and so even though we're in two different states, and then, of course, there's an opportunity to make money, so I'm not gonna, like, turn it down, you know, like, I'm not above wholesaling at all. But, you know, I would prefer to kind of get better at other aspects of the business. You know, just learn to do other things. Like, I really want to learn how to syndicate properly. And that could, you know, that could be another, like, two-year learning curve for me of trying to, like, find out how do you properly, significantly, like, run a fund the right way, you know? And so, 
as they say, like, you know, a jack of all trades is a master of none. So if you're always trying to do all these things, you're never going to really be an expert and get good at one of them. And so I want to be good at, like, you know, being a fund manager. You know? But these last two deals just fell on my lap, though. Like, I didn't know Gina was going to... Well, I knew she called me yesterday. I didn't know why. I figured it had to be something about property. But a lot of times... That was a short conversation. A lot of times she'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. It'll be 45 minutes you ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> you feel me? And so I guess she kind of got straight to the point. And then the other lady from New Jersey that came down for the seminar, I don't even know her. I didn't even know her. She just heard that I was in Atlanta. She came to the seminar and she says, hey, I was told to look for you. I got this deal in Jersey City. So that fell in my lap. So literally, these are things I wasn't looking for. You know, but that's like... um. That's like the perks of when you do stuff like what I did before. Your name starts traveling around and people start like so seeking you out and hunting you out to work with. You know, and but yeah, it works. Yeah. I watch Gary Vee every every now and then he says something that always kinda makes me laugh. He's like, um You could tell people the game, you could tell people the strategy and they still won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's not about having the information, it's about who's an executor or not. You know what I'm saying? So were you, were you studying real estate while you were in jail? Uh, as much as I could. So because, so it wasn't jail, it was prison. Two different things. <laughs> Two different things. But um, there's only three things you could do in the prison that I was at in Illinois. And so I was in Graham Correctional Facility, which was a medium. I was in there in solitary confinement for the first 30 days I was there. Then they shipped me to a Pittsfield work camp in Southern Illinois. I was there for a majority of my bid until a prison guard lied on me and said I was a gang member and said I was, uh, I had gang paraphernalia. And he said that so that they would bump me up to a higher security facility. So they put me in Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville State Penitentiary or whatever. And um, you can only do like three things. You can work out. You could work whatever job that you have on the prison guards or whatever. They, like, they pay you $7 a month. That, that's your salary. Uh, you could watch Love and Hip Hop on the communal TV. <laughs> you feel me? And you could sleep and watch and, like, read books. And so I had a friend that I went to college with that after we got out of college, he became a cop. But he was still my friend. So, like, anytime I would tell him to send me books, he would just send them. So I'd be like, yo, send me books on, like, how to run business. Send me books on real estate. So it was like light, it was more of reading, but not really executing, because you can't really go out and try this stuff. So you're just reading it and like, you know, trying to figure out in theory how it would go. But um, I guess it made me familiar with like the lingo and the jargon and all that shit. But it wasn't until I got out and I could actually try things that I could really know, okay, what works and what doesn't work and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it was good prep, but it's just like, just because you get good grades in high school, the whole time doesn't mean you're going to be an amazing person in life because actually executing it is differently. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And the first deals I tried to do was totally garbage. Like you could tell I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, I used to get called out a lot by other people in the game. They'd be like, bro, that's not how you do it. Like, they'll straight call you out. And then I think that kind of helps you get your game on because now you've been like exposed and embarrassed and you don't want that to happen again. When you say comment, what you mean? So, like, um, one thing with real estate is that when you're trying to present a deal, you got to, like, run comps, comparable properties. I didn't know how to run comps. Yeah. So I'm sending people these properties, calling them comps, and they're not comps. And they're like, bro, like, those are not comps. Like, what are you doing? Like, those properties aren't even, like, anywhere similar to each other. And, like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's just, like, obvious. And so that, that shit would be embarrassing. But then it makes you really want to figure out, okay, how do I do this the right way? Because I don't want to be put on blast again. And I don't want that reputation going around that, you know, I'm like a wannabe businessman. You know what I mean? so, I think all those things are important, though. Yo, college was fun as hell, bro. Where did you go, bro? I went to a couple. So I went to... Southern Illinois University, that was my the first school I went to. And then when I moved to New Jersey, I went to Kane University. But, um, taking up somebody. But yeah, when, um, when I got into like, Greek life and stuff, then we started like road tripping, going to other schools all over the state. And that shit was 
it was fun, man. It was hard to let it go. But, what did you play? Uh, I would have played there. So, yeah, I can see how some people don't want to get out of their college years. That's it. So, yeah, man, that college life, man. College students, if they knew, like, the power that they have to, like, uh, learn certain skills besides education during that time, like, I learned about money because of the fraternity, the Greek life, right? So when you pledge, you join the fraternity, whatever, you know, you guys throw parties. That's just what's what you do. But you charge to throw parties. So the first thing I'm thinking is, hold on. So we, we could charge people to come into our parties and we set the price? So I'm like, if we get the venue for three hundred dollars or three fifty, we pay a DJ two hundred and fifty bucks. Anything we make over six hundred dollars goes in our pocket. So we get on MySpace, we start, you know, sending messages to all the girls. It's like, yo, let's get like 600 people to come to this thing, let's charge $10. And it's like, you know, buy low, sell high, kind of, you know what I'm saying? But we were selling fun, you feel me? And so that was what kind of really turned me on to like, as far as like my first act of business. I've always been interested in business, but that was like the first, one of the first ways I actually like did it as an adult. It was like the whole party thing. I heard that the 90s was like the golden era for Atlanta. Like, I was in elementary school hearing about Freaknik. Freaknik, yeah. I was like 10 years old, and I'm like, Freaknik? Like, man, like, I was happy. Freaknik was off the chain, though. Freaknik made a lot of niggas move to Atlanta. They ain't no black folks up in like that. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of niggas came to Atlanta from Freaknik, didn't go back home. Damn. Yeah. It was buck wild. You used to go? Yeah. Damn. Damn. I used to go. I used to work for that motherfucker. I used to be a police officer then. Oh, yeah. So, shit. Yeah, Freaknik was wild. I used to record that shit. Yeah. Every year, I probably can find my tape somewhere, and that shit was off the chain. So you plan on like staying out here, like buying nah, property? Nah, I'm not gonna stay in Atlanta. I'm gonna buy some property here. Yeah, but uh, I'm not gonna stay here though. You know, move back home or what? Nah, initially I wanted to move to Florida. Yeah. And so Atlanta was really none of us expected Atlanta. Yeah. Like he didn't even like nobody expected Atlanta. We just saw the opportunity. He was like, yo, fuck it, let's go down there. Like the real estate stuff is booming down there. It's headquartered the company there. There's so many opportunities. So we're like, okay, cool. But initially, I was going to Florida. I was going to live in Miami, which I kind of still want to want to live in South Florida. Maybe not Miami. Maybe for like Fort Lauderdale or something. Miami is a little, a little too hectic. I don't want to live in Miami. I just want to kick it there. Yeah. 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 I've never been to Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we here. Uh, yeah, I think it's right here. Six, 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 three, three, three. Uh, this is now we're going to 6144. Huh? 6144. Oh, that's what it says on there? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we got it. Right here. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. We're just going to walk through. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing, did, did you guys drive around before you came in? No, I didn't drive around. I already, I already know this place. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these complexes that's next to it, these look new, like they were built in like the 90s or something. And those as well. Do you, do you know, are those condos or apartments? Those, uh, uh, those are probably going to be our comps. So this one they're asking 55 Already, before I even go in, I know, like, I want to put an offer in today at, like, 30000 all cash, like, before it goes or whatever. And so, um, my partner in New Jersey, she, um, she's going to put in funds for renovation. So I think, like, 20 grand. Of course, I got to see it first. So yeah, everything, I'm, I'm, everything I see before I go in is speculation. But I think 20 grand is this thing looking beautiful. You're the agent, I'm asking you. Yeah, you know what? I went inside, so I know he's gonna need some work. Like you said, like 15, 20,000 to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right, let's put this thing up. $10,000. And so I wanted to just have, and, you know, separate toe in the pool, which is probably in. Okay. Okay. Plus that Yeah, this isn't bad. It's not bad. 
all this, you would just rip out anyway. Yes. So I just want to see how it feels as far as just like, you know how I feel. The half bathrooms? Yes. It's big, yo. This is big as hell. Yeah. Four towns, and they got an all-state bathroom. Okay, yeah, stand up shower. Two. If you do it for less than 20 grand, it's because in New Jersey, you know, price of material and labor is higher. Right. We did an entire house for 32 grand in Orange, New Jersey. Oh, really? Entire house, like the entire back deck, everything. And so this town home, and we down south, 20 grand could really do it. And then especially with like, I'm, I'm thinking about the spiel that you're gonna tell the buyers when we fix this thing up. You know, like, what's the spiel? No, I'm not sharing any walls. Can we find out if, if it's possible? Um, probably a no, but if these trees can get cut so you can have like a better lake view or The master bedroom has an ensuite bathroom. Yeah. Um, it's it's and then it's uh it's the end unit condo and end unit townhouse. So it's only, it's only sharing a wall with um one other unit. Um, what right. else? I mean, it's a real calm and quiet uh, community from what I I can see. Oh, so location locations, right? Yeah, we're in South. Where are we? We're in Southwest. We're not Southwest Atlanta. We're in like it's South Atlanta. South Atlanta, so we're about like uh, 22 minutes from downtown Atlanta. So what did, what did they say about the price? Do you think we can still over the price? Uh, yeah, they're asking 55, I mean, we just gonna shoot them 30. We just gonna shoot them right. 30 just uh, straight. Okay, I'm gonna try to get in touch with my uh, loan officer right now, see how fast he can get things going. Okay, cool. All right, keep, All right. Me, keep me in the loop. I'm gonna take some pictures and video and send it to you. Okay, because if there's any paperwork or any preliminary we gotta do, we can always put a down payment on the home and get ready to do it. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Alright, and then we can send the paperwork over, I mean, the balance over uh, the place with the letter of confirmation. Cool, alrighty, alrighty. Okay. I'll get on this now. Okay. All right. Cool. Funny story about her is that I met her because I was helping her son. I helped her son make a quarter million dollars. In 2017, before I left New Jersey, he had a property that he was gonna lose. Uh, he had the back more, the mortgage wasn't paid for like almost a year. They were trying to foreclose on it. He had a whole bunch of liens on the property and he was about to lose it. And it was his dad, his dad passed away and left the property to him. And he just made, you know, a few immature decisions as far as, you know, taking a HELOC on it and then not paying the money back. You know, things that sometimes happen. And uh, he was about to just lose it and walk away with nothing. And uh, literally maybe like three months before I came down here, I, you know, he reached out to me and I said, hey man, we, we gotta make a play on this or else you're gonna lose it and just walk away. And we ended up getting the thing in a situation where it sold for like 440 grand and he was able to take away a quarter million dollars. And so, you know, from there it's just like, see, there you go, Case. Like, yes. From there it was kind of like just showing him how to take that money and 
put into other things. So he started a trucking business. Um, him and his cousin are into fashion, so they started like an online clothing dropshipping company. So just helping him kind of diversify it. In the last two years, he, he's actually turned into like a real businessman. So like, I'm kind of proud of him because then he was just like, you know, irresponsible and immature, and it's like now, and, and not even to say that like I held his hand. It was more. Of, I said, hey, bro, like, wake up, man. And he, like, woke up. And so now his mom, now his mom, she's like, you just held him on so long. We need to do something together, too. <laughs> okay, so. And we need to do something together, too. So I'm like, shit, no problem. Let's just What's do a small clip down here. Yeah, it smells down here in the basement, but I like it. <laughs> I don't like the smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the space. Yeah, you can do a lot of this. Like imagine if your living room was this this big. This this would be a big ass living room. So this could be like a really big, comfortable extra space and close all this shit. You know, sheetrock, baseboard. And of course, cover up all this. It, it could be like a family. It could be a family room, like a real family room. Yeah. Because that living room, it feels kind of weird. Like I, I can see where you could put furniture. I couldn't see where you put like a TV or like stuff like that.
uh, light fixtures, all, all these light fixtures are all coming out, and I'm just doing recess lighting. That's it. Complete. Uh, just recess lighting. Just that shit to be inside. That shit's cheap. That shit's like eighty dollars for a pack of ten. Wow. So like, yeah, literally for like three hundred bucks, we can have the lighting for the entire condo, all three floors. Show you, bro. I'm taking notes, big brother. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. So that's the shit I'll be seeing in um, the different like luxury apartment buildings. They use the recess lighting. Everything's flush. They don't have anything sticking down. They don't have any ceiling fans. It's just recess lighting. You know, you got the hardwood, the high quality hardwood floor or whatever, and then the modern kitchen. The little, you know, stone countertops. The white cabinets, the long white cabinets, whatever, and the modern appliances and shit. Okay. And they call it a day. Mm-hmm. Bathrooms, the fucking sinks, you can go to like Home Depot, get those modern mm-hmm. pedestal sinks, mm-hmm. like 250, 300. You look at like this. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, this shit is epoxy. It's just epoxy. That's what it is. That's what it is. It looks like stone. He he, yeah, he he just he just did he just did gen- genuine floors like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it just be little shit like that. That yeah, I wouldn't do this for the bathrooms. So if you see the way he did the bathrooms, this is what he did for his mom's bathrooms before. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that color though. But... I mean, but it's probably his mom. Yeah, it's his mom. So you know, he put the pink and the yeah. white and all that shit. Yeah. But like just glue stuff like that. Keep it traditional so like, black yeah, and white I, in the I, bathrooms. Like I would that. just do white with like the gray streets, like that classic marble, that classic marble that you know you see in like Tory Secret Max like mm-hmm. Do that in the bathrooms or maybe like in the kitchen area or something. Not not everywhere in the house, but just a few certain places. It, it gives it that it gives it that little bit of you know motherfuckers walk ahead and be like, damn. <laughs> Stuff that they wouldn't even find in a $200,000, $300,000 house. We're going to put it here. And it's going to be a hundred grand, a hundred ten grand. They're going to be like, yeah, I get this quality of living for $110,000. Hell yeah, you do it. You know what? says lighting. We've got the little, you know, marble foot, marble looking yeah, floor. Right. It's, it's, all it's all you. Nice paint, you know. Yeah. Nice floors, yeah. ceiling, kitchen, bathroom. Bring you back to life. What floor is gonna be cold though? You know what this is? Come on now, come on. You gotta learn. No, what's this called? This thing I'm hitting. What's it called, Denarius? What's it called? What? Forget what is it's called. Baseboard. Baseboard is. So there's. Every house for the most part, I think I've only seen one type of build that didn't have baseboard in it. Mm very very important because there's different styles of baseboard there's the older traditional baseboard and there's like the modern baseboard which is more like clean cut straight uh, anytime you see something that is really really simple typically that's modern anything that has like fancy designs that's old school and so baseboard like modern baseboard even this that you don't notice it right. you put modern baseboard it makes it's like the subconscious thing it's like the ambiance it makes things look a whole so it's like some shit you see without seeing it exactly exactly so let, let me just show you an example of uh, the different kinds of baseboard and baseboards are not that ex- it's not that expensive it's really cheap so these are like more traditional old school baseboards right And there's never one place that you have to get your materials from. So this is like modern baseboard. You see like the, the difference? Yeah. It's simple, but it looks way better than that. And that's just straight up and down. Straight up and down. And then when you got clean, a clean black color, whether it's like a white or a base gray, yeah. It's just that ambiance makes a whole hell of a difference. And then another thing, 
Whew, I'm about to show everybody on, on, on TV on my screen. <laughs> that shit right there. Every single outlet plug has to have that. Every single outlet. So it's not just the regular plugs. It's yeah, got USBs USB in them. So just that type of shit right there, it's so small of a detail. It's all in the details, King. It's all in the details. Just that small of a detail is going to make the overall value seem higher. Because how many people grew up in houses where the electrical outlets had USB ports? You know what I'm saying? And you can get a pack of 10 for 100 bucks. Let's count how many is in this motherfucker. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Let's say there's, a, let's just say there's 13 down here. And let's just say there's 13 upstairs, 26, right? We get 26 for 300 bucks. So everywhere you go in your house, mm -hmm. You don't even need plugs to charge your phone no more. Put them in the bathroom. Plug it right, you know what I'm saying? Bathroom everywhere. Just little stuff like that that, like, is cheap. But combine that with modern baseboard, recessed lighting, epoxy floors in certain places, modern um, appliances, fridge, all that shit. All these things together paints, like, a picture of luxury that's going to make somebody say, yo, I have to have this. Like, I have to have this. And all that stuff is super cheap. But it's like, we're like an artist, right? Picasso or Basquiat, their paint wasn't million dollar paint. You feel me? It was cheap ass paint. But the way they put that shit together, you feel me? The way they put it together, yeah. Now it's ten million dollar painting now. That's what. That's all we doing. We doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna get you know nice, good quality materials, nice, good quality products. But the way we're gonna arrange them together is gonna create the value of yo. No, it's it's a hundred grand now. Even though we're probably gonna be maybe fifty thousand into the deal or whatever. And we could probably make more than that, but we don't wanna be greedy, we wanna leave, you know, meat on the bone, leave equity for them. So that could be a selling point. You buy from us for a hundred thousand dollars, the comps are actually showing this thing being hundred and twenty grand. You're buying with twenty thousand of equity. So you're really only paying this 80 grand. <laughs> so it just be little shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, no, I could talk all day. That's wrong. We'll get about this now. <laughs>
it. So I really like that about it. What I hate the most about it, the odd layout of the of the living room. Like I don't even know where the, where the hell to put a couch. Like I wouldn't even know like where I put the couch. I know I put the TV obviously, but like couch table, it's just a really weird layout. So maybe we gotta get like a stager that has like more vision than us <laughs> to like come here <laughs> and you know paint that picture to us because. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with that basement. Uh, the lake in the back is cool. Um, it's not like you can use the lake, but it's just cool to talk shit. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I got a lake in my backyard. You know, <laughs> it's a nice <laughs> view, you know what I'm saying? A lake view. Like yeah, some yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, back, but let me show you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's check this out. Girl, I know some trees right there. some trees right there, but don't worry don't about worry that. About yeah, 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 yeah. Just look past that. We're going to have some trees real soon. Yeah, yeah. Of course, because these are condos, Everybody owns them individually. So if I don't want to fix my spot for 40 years, I don't got to fix it. So I think that's why it still kind of has that old feel. But wherever there's old stuff, is an opportunity. That's, that's really just all we're doing, is just trying to find opportunity, recognize opportunity, capitalize off it, and, and pass off our win as a win to whoever buys it. Because we sell it to somebody, yeah, for 100 grand, but we're going to give you 20,000 in equity, and we're going to give you, you know, a product that's going to be so comfortable and joyful for you to live in that you probably won't be able to find anywhere in the city for less than like 250 grand. And you just got it for 100K. With a mortgage payment plus HOAs, everything, and like no more than 850 bucks. Good thing is it's not too far away from downtown. And, you, and you're only 20 minutes away from downtown. You can't win. I'm sorry, you can't lose. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just, it, that's just the opportunity that I see. So it's a 28 unit apartment complex in Adamsville that um, we're looking at for Tulsa. What's the, what's the address on that thing? Give me one second, just give me one second. It'll come back to me. It is fucking... Hold on, let me, let me check on here. The funny thing happened is that uh, first time I went there, the agent was showing me the property and um, we were walking down the parking lot and she wanted to stop. She's like, I want to go back down there because there's a, like a dead dog in the parking lot or whatever. I mean, look, and there's like this dog just laying in the middle of the thing. Whatever. And uh, we're like, damn, that's a dead dog. An hour later, I'm walking down towards that motherfucker just got up, walked away. <laughs> For real? Niggas just died. I was like, that, but he was dirty. He was looking bad. He was in bad shape, but he just got up and walked away. <laughs> hey Patricia, how you doing? This is Tosin from Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Yeah, I'm all right. I just wanted to let you know that I was going to go back over to the property with our camera crew so we could get some visuals for the team because we wanted to okay. yeah, potentially make an offer. So I just wanted to make sure that they are able to take a look at you know, what we may be buying. What's up, friend? Okay, that sounds good. You go ahead, okay? All right. Can you, can you um, just, if you can, just text me the address again because I couldn't find it in my email. Yeah, I'm texting it to you right now. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. I don't know if you're trying to help. I forgot it's Valentine's Day. Shit. Yeah, bro. Tell me about it. Man, I damn near almost got to an argument with my girl this morning, and I was like, oh shit, it's Valentine's Day. I'm like, hey, baby, I'm sorry. I was like, you know what? Nah, we ain't fighting on Valentine's Day. Yeah. My girl don't give a damn what day of the week it is. It's an argument to be had. She want to have it. Facts. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that's a robocall. They call you and then they ring to call whatever salesperson. You got something like that? Uh, no, that's nah. what they, yeah, I, my, I guess my number's out there now because I get like these robocalls multiple times a day. Yeah. But because like our clients be from all over the country, it'd be like I gotta answer it right, all, right, every right, time because right. I don't know, it could be. Something, something yeah. Just kind of reminds me, like, how safe this looks.
spent a lot of time in St. Louis. I grew, grew up there. Oh, okay, born okay. And raised, born and raised in St. Louis. Uh, went back and forth to Chicago, like, on the summers, because a lot of my family lived in Chicago. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, I grew up in the Midwest. Midwest. Raised me before baby. Yeah. Then, you know, my pops moved to New Jersey um, in the early, early 90s. So I, I went out there for a year when I was 12, this seventh grade out there. And that was kind of how I made my way to the East Coast. And the East Coast really kind of took over me as I got older in my adult life. It was a good transition because, like, when you grow up in, like, the Midwest or down South, but you actually um, function in, like, bigger cities, you got, like, a good perspective. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know. It's funny you mentioned St. Louis. Yeah. I had a J moment the other day. My dad was like, yo, man, they got dollar properties in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, what you going to do with it, though? What's yeah, gonna- yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> smart. Yeah, I, po- I posted that shit for the same reason, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to start snapping on people on my head. But, yeah, that was why I posted it, because it was some dude going to send me a DM talking about, can I buy 10? Bruh, okay. You're going to spend $10 on 10 properties that you can't fix none of them. Yeah, it's coming up. It's a dollar a property? Dollar a property, but there's stipulations. It's in here, King. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's this turn right here. Yeah, it's stipulation. So you can buy the property for a dollar, but you have to renovate it or rehab it within like a year. And you have to have like site plans, architectural plans. Like you have to actually show them that you're going to fix this thing or whatever. And in exchange, they'll get it to you for a dollar. The reason why is because the city owns these properties and they're not getting any tax revenue on it. So like they can't get property tax on something they own. They can't pay themselves. So they're like, yo, these are dilapidated properties that we're not in the real estate Hello? business. So yeah. they're like, fuck, let's sell it to investors for a dollar. You can just park here. Have you ever got one? No, no, yeah. I haven't. You can just park here any of these spots. Newark, New Jersey yes, did think, something oh, similar like that. He was just trying to go over here. And it just won a dollar. It was, it was more. It was in the thousands. But I bought one from them in 2015. And um, they oh. gave you like a five-year tax oh. payment. You got paid property tax in five years. And, so this is a 28 unit apartment uh, complex in Adamsville. Adamsville is, uh, I think this neighborhood Killer Mike grew up in, so this is where Killer Mike grew up. Not this complex, but this neighborhood. This is a 28 unit complex, as you can see. It's dirty, it's in terrible condition. The owners actually live in Israel. So this is a prime example of when people that are not from the community come and buy property in the community and they just leave and don't even worry about keeping it clean or keeping it safe or keeping it even livable. Like if you look at all this stuff, there's garbage everywhere. see it backs out over it or you know or what if this dog is even sick because obviously this isn't somebody's pet because if you love your pet you just know how your pet just out our goal is to just find these different properties these different assets that you know are basically just left to rot away how we can fix them up and just make them <clears throat> like better places to live and just beautiful places to live. You know, when you go to Chinatown, China, Chinatown, the Chinese take care of Chinatown. You know, you go to Little Italy, it's a beautiful area. Italians are taking care of their neighborhoods. You know, so you know Koreatown in LA, all these places, they have their own communities and they take care of them. And so it's our job to also do the same for us and for our community as well, and to make sure that you know the people that are, are of that are of our community feel that. You know, it's a safe place to live, it's a clean place to live, and it's a good place to live and live and work, etc. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, not mistaken, that unit right there with the window open. Yeah, we're gonna go in one of the units. 
I can show you, this is probably one of the worst units is vacant, but uh, it kind of gives us an idea of what uh, renovation and rehab work we're going to have to do on the 28 units. So like I said, this one is really bad. It's a complex doesn't have a gate around it. it, it doesn't really have like the appeal of being a spot where most people want to live. Right. So just, just having a gate just makes them even feel like, yeah, my spot got a gate at it. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But it is people that still live here. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So out of the 28 units, 16 of them still have tenants. Wow. So they'll, they'll live in like crazy conditions. Hola. Do you remember me? I came here last, last time. I was talking to you and your mom. Remember? You don't remember me? Oh. Okay, maybe it's someone else. It's probably them. Oh. So this is an A5 unit. It looks bad. Ooh, that's good. Shit, you scared me. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if this is like pigeons that be in this thing, or. Like, every time I go into a vacant property, I low key get scared because I be thinking it's gonna be somebody that's gonna pop out. Like, yeah. Ah! yeah, 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 <laughs> me too, shit. So I'll be like, hey, <laughs> ready. Like, hello? I'll be like, I'll be like, Upstairs is not that bad, it's just, you know, smells a little dirty, but it closes. So yeah, so the owners want 1.5 million for it, which of course they're not getting. What would you say? Is a Because I mean because of the work that it needs and because it's been so it's been so um just neglected. I wouldn't want to pay more than seven hundred thousand for this. I got you, dad. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it's a steep discount, but look at all the work that has to be done. I mean, look at this. This is this is a project that to get it right, get it like done the right way, it's gonna take like a year, if not more. Yeah. That's a year of renovations. That's a year that we're not getting rent from certain of the units because they're being rehabbed, and you know, some of the tenants that are paying late, we're gonna have to, you know, get them out and replace some of the tenants that. Or, you know, if we do see it fit and we can work with them, maybe they have like a financial burden that's going to change and you know, we can work with them for some time. But, um, I'm not going to pay you $1.5 million for something that you didn't even take care of. And it's going to cost me over $600,000 to get back right. And it's going to probably take me over a year and a half to stabilize. So when something's called stabilized, mm -hmm. that means that typically means all the units are rented and that it's cash flowing so it's stable now so all the units are covering you know the mortgage the expenses and there's still a profit for us to take it's a stable profit so when you're doing like a, a turnaround like this it takes like 18 months to sometimes two years to get to stabilize 
So you may not be making any money for two years. You may just only be able to like pay your bills, pay your expenses, pay your mortgage. That's it. And so it's like, that means that that's an extra two years that I'm not seeing a return on my money. So if I'm gonna do that, it's gotta be worth my while. I spoke to someone else, but I will speak to her real quick. Hello, told me that these guys live in Israel. I was like, you guys live, so hold on. You guys go on Google and like find some black neighborhood <laughs> in Atlanta and say, let's just go buy a building over there. And you just went back to Israel. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you find Adam too? And just so in Israel. Like, damn, well, <laughs> these guys live over here. We're going to buy this now. And, and probably walked through, like, oh, yes. We're going to buy this. This is us. Trying to be it. You know, you're walking in with your own stacks. Like, yeah, pops, it's all good. <laughs> That's all pops, what's up? I got, a, I got a way to go before I'm touching that, bro. So, on average, how many phone calls do you make a day? Oh, man. It, uh, it varies. Like, sometimes it could be like 10 to 12, but it'll be like calls of substance so those would be calls that'd be at least 15 to 20 minutes so between those 10 and 12 calls that's like a few hours on the phone and then sometimes it could be one or two you know so um, and there are times to where i just won't answer my phone that day because i got things that i have to kind of focus on mm-hmm. and then it's just like okay i'll just call them tomorrow or you know i'll call them another time so i do try to do that sometimes because if you answer every phone call you answer every email as soon as it comes in you'll never be able to focus on something so you go to the corner stores and like every property almost? Or? Yeah, because I want to get a feel of the neighborhood. I want to yeah. see what, what it's like. Because when I was growing up in St. Louis, we used to walk, especially as a kid before I had, had a car, we walked everywhere. Yeah. So we walked to the corner store where we got rode our bikes. So I, I knew like how the neighborhood felt or how it was safe or if like how what was going on. Yeah. Like, just like walking around and seeing what it's like to actually live there. You know, so I go to restaurants, go to gas stations, the liquor stores, and I'll buy something.
Alright. What was that? They just checked my uh walking papers and shit. Yeah, pretty much. Doing some college projects for what? Uh no no. What was that for? Hey, for my guy right here, I'm just following him around. I'm uh, buying up the neighborhood. Yeah, he's buying up the block. I'm buying up the neighborhood. We're actually rappers. Alright. But we're buying up the block. We're buying up the neighborhood. So all this stuff that you see here, I'm gonna own all of it really soon. Alright. So I'm gonna be your neighbor. Alright. Man, we're putting in office today. Nice meeting you. Alright. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, we, we gotta start treating each other better, man. Yeah, man, they do that. You know, we can't even be Taking people's IDs. No, we we're gonna check already because there's office of rules. Each and every one, man. Hey, come on, right here. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Very good. And the funny thing is, is that like, and it's nothing against them. I actually think like Indians are hustlers because they came from their country to come here and make something. Yeah. But it's like you're in you're in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like this is we're we're from here. You feel me? Treat us with some respect. Like when we came in, we came in y'all neighborhood. We wouldn't, you know, try to g-check y'all like that. And yo, show me ID when I'm in the she store. Using my language, they be, this nigga hits you with all type of shit, yo. Yeah, hey, talking about show me my, show me, show me your ID before I even got to the counter. What kind of shit? What kind of shit is that? Should have went over here to the Dominicans. They wouldn't have did For me real. like that. Dominicans wouldn't have did that. But it's all, it's all funny games. It's all good. It's like, when we start just kind of like putting more of a positive footprint in our neighborhoods and owning shit, stuff right. like that is just going to start happening just like less and less. You know what I'm saying? Less and less. It's a Nigerian dude, like two buildings down, that bought like a 20 unit. It was townhouses too. Hey guys, what's going on? So we had a long day today. We looked at a couple properties, uh, a condo flip, which we're gonna put an offer in for today. Uh, we also went back to a 28 unit apartment complex in the Adamsville section of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, which we're still kind of analyzing. We're not really sure if we're gonna move on that or not. But uh, yeah, man, just wanted to give you guys uh, a daily look into the daily hustle, man. This is what my life is like every single day. And so I uh, appreciate you guys following me on this journey. Thank you.